That I took bitch. my my half, and then we'll all take the other half later. Yeah, yeah you yeah, took yeah, a half of the hundred. No, no, no. Oh my god. <laughs> Howdy, everyone! Welcome back to another episode of the Gaggle of Gays podcast. I'm Alaska. I'm Taylor. I'm Kip. How's Jill's <laughs> Friday going? It's good. It's good. I downloaded Monopoly Go. Oh, you sent me like five hundred uh, invites to that. Five hundred. I sent also one. Also, Monopoly Go. And it's you really more fun. than one. I know that. And it's so exciting because you get points on fetch, which can turn into <laughs> gift cards. Really? Yeah, that's the whole reason I downloaded. I didn't just download Monopoly Go. <laughs> Monop so that's like on track I for you. you did. I feel like that yeah, is. it all is. Right. All right, guys. Fuck yeah. Oh, I, I sent the. I did the notes on Jordan's computer, so I have to log into my Gmail real quick. Okay. No, get it. no, hey, no rush. Yeah. I was the um, computer lab teacher today. It was. Oh noise because all i had to do is like hey get on abc y'all and they did and they entertained themselves the entire time <laughs> i just had to they're they're little they're like first second and third grade in kindergarten so i just had to help them um you know uh, unminimize their scream screens every five seconds their screams but... <laughs> <laughs> minimize their screams <laughs> like bottled them and drank them yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's really funny taylor but you know, there's it would be like small on the screen. They'd be like, I, I don't know, I don't know, and I'd be like, press a square, and they'd be like, they said, oh my god, you're magic. A yeah, you show them how to mod I felt so company. impressive. <laughs> They're like, oh I felt my so god, tech today. <laughs> so tech. Okay, you you sucked out their screams. They look like this. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, she a devil. <laughs> that little bitch. Okay, I have my notes. I don't have. Have what? I didn't get any pictures or anything. I didn't either. I, I have tried to like suck the fucking bit. lighter instead of my roach. Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, I'm ready with oh by the way you guys were doing an alien encounter story we haven't done one in a little bit oh i can't remember the last one i think we talked about alien oh, stories but twins, we didn't do right? i think oh, we did yeah, one after that. that yeah remember whenever yeah. i talked about a guy who painted naked aliens and had sex with aliens that was crazy that whole that story lives in my and i just have a book of that in my home <laughs> so people uh, come in they're gonna be like what <laughs> <laughs> There's a coffee table book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With all the paintings <laughs> and stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, uh, we? Yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing today. So, you want to go and get a story like game? No, it's not like that. Literally not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's good. So, don't worry. Yippee! Uh, okay. So, I'm going to give you all some background on this occurrence. So, it's about a young couple, a man named Barney Hill Jr. and his wife, Uni uh, Eunice. Good Unique! <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> Alien superstar. Uh, for real. But, for real, for real. no, Barney Hill Jr. 
and Eunice Elizabeth uh, Barrett, who goes by Betty. Um, they are a young interracial couple from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and they also have a cute little dog named Delcy. Oh, Delcy, that's Delcy. cute. That is cute, huh? I like that name. That's sweet. Um, so anyways, Betty works as a social worker and Barney worked for the U.S. Postal Service. They were both very active in the community and were even members of the NAACP. Uh, and Barney was on the local board of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. I can hear you echoing. What the freak? I don't know who it is. Is it me, Malor? I don't uh, hear it now. I don't either. All right. Okay. Anyways, they were a young couple in the sixties. Uh, so I don't know much about much, and especially anything to do with wrestling. And I'll get into this wrestling in the pro fighting world. But I guess um, their daughter, their granddaughter, is a UFC strawweight named Angela Hill. That's kind of interesting. I thought that is interesting. I have no idea who that is, but that's kind of cool. Like your grandparents <laughs> are like. Abducted by aliens. I mean, not cool that it happened, but right. imagine. Definitely interesting yeah, story. Imagine of being a kid and doing your, your family tree project in class. Show and tell. These are my grandparents. They were abducted <laughs> by aliens. Like, Yeah. Yeah. No, I have no idea. The most I know about wrestling or anything like that are like the occasional like Rhea Ripley edits I get on my TikTok. You would. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know if y'all are UFC fans. Uh, that's something yeah. interesting that I found. What if I just but... uncovered that I was like a super fan of it? You're like, oh my god! <laughs> I start listing off facts that you had no idea that I knew. I'm like, yeah, she benches. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this was actually at her first fight. I was. Yeah. I have no idea who the fuck that is, but that's cool. Um, let's skip into the encounter now. So, it's uh, September 19th through the 20th, 1961. The couple claims that they are abducted from their home in New Hampshire by aliens. The Hills have since been dubbed as, quote, the Adam and Eve of alien abduction. Alright. Interesting. Yeah, we're interesting. I guess they were, like, the first two... At least reported Americans who had said they were abducted, abducted. That's why they were so famous. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a professional. No. But that's just what it was supposed to say. So the incident came to be called the Hill Abduction and the Zeta Reticuli Incident because of its connection to the star map portraying the Zeta Reticuli system, which I'm sure um, Alaska will probably get into in her section. So if you have any questions about that, don't ask me. I don't know. Uh, the initial <laughs> the initial UFO sighting took place around 10.30 p.m. on September 19th. The couple had been driving home from Niagara Falls, and it is on this drive that Betty spots a bright light in the sky just over, the land, just over Lancaster, New Hampshire. And so, it could be argued that that's, this was a star, except that it was moving, like, very sporadically. It came, it moved from below the moon, went up, went to the west of the moon... I was like kind of scattering upwards. Um, some may even say, "Hey, maybe it was like a shooting star," but I don't know about you guys. I never seen a shooting star go up. You're right. Right. Pardon. Like it didn't even look like it was coming from the ground. It was already in the sky and it was going up. Yeah, that's uh, 
Interesting. That's wild. And then like a ziggy zaggy formation. Um, <laughs> it spells out something. It spells yeah. out your mama. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Honey, look! It says, your husband is cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, wait, it's a girl. Uh, real quick. That reminds me, whenever, so we were playing Lethal Company, and when we got the board, I was trying to tell fucking Mia, your mama, on it, but she didn't watch it the whole way, so she just saw yams, and was like, oh. yams, <laughs> I know, I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, no. I guess if you just saw mama. Yams. Oh, no. <laughs> She's a mama. I was like, no. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Sorry. That's really funny. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, well, I took another hill. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where was I? Anyways, it was moving in a ziggy zaggy formation. Ew. Ew. Um, uh, so, yeah, the hills stop the car at a picnic area south of Twin Mountain so they can get a better look at it, but also because Stelcy had to go potty. All right. <laughs> Um, so anyways, Betty takes out her binoculars to get a better look. The glowing light was in fact no star, rather what she observed to be a ship bountiful with flashing lights, making its way across the moon. Okay. So, yeah, she thought it was just like a, a shooting star or something, and she was only really curious about it aside from the zigzaggy formations, because her sister years prior said that she had seen a UFO as well. Okay. So she was like, well, maybe that's it. Runs with the family, I see. Right. Um, so she tells Barney to take a little giddy gander. Um, he looks at the binoculars, but he quickly dismisses Betty, saying it must be an airplane. No. This is until the glowing light started descending upon them rapidly. Oh. Oh, God. It, it's ziggy-zagging in the sky, and it drops, like, so fast towards them. I think I'd throw up. I would throw up, but like also like listen to your wives, listen to the women in your yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Because if she, I'm sure she's probably like, "Hey, this looks like a ship. This looks crazy." He's like, "Nah." Could you imagine that I told you so? That came with that. Oh, he'd never live it down. No. <laughs> but yeah, so the hills get back into their car, obviously. Um, but they start driving very slowly. They observe the light in the sky as it gets closer and closer. Betty had described the UFO as being one and a half times the length of Granite Cliff, which is which was like 40 feet, 12 meters long, and it seemed to be rotating. Oh, God. And from the way it was dropping, maybe people were like, oh, well, it's a meteor. But it bounced around the sky, too. Like, it was up, it was down, it was, you know, it wasn't right. going straight down. It was taking its own little path. I'd hope a meteor wasn't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Peculiar to say it's the least. Oh, oh, am I gonna kill you? Uh, no, no. Got you. So finally, the UFO came at the hills car rapidly, causing Barney to stop in the middle of the highway. Stop. Which I don't know. What... Well, right. I would be going. Also, there's no other cars on the highway. That's a little interesting to me. That is interesting. But. Anyways, it hovered about 80 to 100 feet over their car, taking up the whole view over their windshield. And despite coming down so rapidly and moving erratically, it was silent. 
I Which think I that's like more creepy than, yeah, I would rather it be loud. So you know it's coming? Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, they said it was quiet. And Be- uh, Barney the- had a... <laughs> Wait, I just, sorry. I was just thinking about, and also, fucking Lethal Company lives in my mind. But you know, whenever the supply drop comes in, it's right fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound that comes down with it. It starts playing the fucking gritty song. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> the aliens are widowy and the gritty. Widowy. They would, too. They would. I bet you aliens have, like, so much Riz. <laughs> the Riz god. There are Riz gods up there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Barney had described the ship as a huge pancake. Sounds right, yeah. Sounds about right to me. So, yeah, what would you guys do in this situation? Like, you're in your car, you're stuck in the middle of the highway, and the ship is right over your car. Like, what Like, what would you guys do? I don't know. I would. I feel like I would try to drive away, but if I couldn't for some reason... <laughs> you still have to go start walking. grittying, yeah. <laughs> Gritty away. So shaking out, like, please! Yeah, please! I haven't heard Taylor in a minute. He's still there alive. Taylor? Oh my god, my mic was muted. I didn't even know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to you. The tech because she's already just talking about this alien encounter. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Taylor, really? You have nothing to say about that? No, we start oh hearing above us right foot creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you oh said, oh my god, god I was muted. <laughs> So, so yeah, Taylor, what would you do in this situation? I would gas it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pedal to the floor. I'd be spinning out going. I would wrap my car around a telephone pole. Yeah. that. <laughs> I definitely... And then if that didn't work, cry. Yeah. That's all I got. You say, please, 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 please. To them. <laughs> no, really. Okay, so also, what do you think Barney did? Because it's not what you're going to expect. Um, um, I don't know. Got out and looked up, like waved. <laughs> he said, <"Tee." laughs> "Very yeah, close, yeah. very oh. close." So Barney got out of the car. He said, "I'm gonna shoot that fucking pancake." <laughs> <laughs> no, he did this not a direct quote, but he said, "Wait, wait, that's what a- I would do. <laughs> that's that's uh, the move. I'm gonna shoot that fucking pancake." <laughs> pancake. That's really funny. That piece of junk out of the sky, like uh, he's got I, he's Barney, got that thing on him. <laughs> Barney stays strapped, like so. <laughs> He gets out of the car and he moves close to the UFO, takes a pistol out of his pocket, not a fucking holster, in his pocket. <laughs> oh my god. I love this man. Good man. And he looks at the binoculars, he claims, and through it, he claims to have seen 11 human like figures watching him from the UFO windows. <laughs> Just staring. They said, oh no, he's not. <laughs> oh no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not about to try. <laughs> So, um, yeah, the figures inside say, okay, ladies, now let's get information. <laughs> and all but one, all but one of them move towards a panel in the front of the ship. Okay. In unison. Weird. Um, okay. So, that. Side note, that, like, lyric from Beyonce used to really, uh, confuse me. Because I thought she meant, like, get, let's get information, like, like, inf- like info, like, information. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, oh yeah, like, see, like, let's, yes, let's get the intel, let's get the information, right? 
Um, right. It's not what she says, though. But anyways. But, you know, I see it, though. I see it. Isn't I, the I, name of the song Formation? Bitch. <laughs> Let's get them Formation. Radioactive? <gasps> From Imagine Dragons? <laughs> Colton? Yeah. used to think it was ready to rock this. Oh, what? <laughs> the title the title doesn't matter. <laughs> right, got it. No, it's like you never judge a book by its cover, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe formation is the information we learned along the way. No. <laughs> it's fucking not. Let's get on information on these aliens. Mm. I I I'm picking up what you put down. Yeah. Yeah, right. thank you. Anyways, the one that stayed behind uh, continued to watch Barney from the window as if to say, stay right where you are. We're coming I mean, to get he you. Does again. He does so. That's so bold. A pistol against That's that whole so ship. so bold. Against right. an alien? <laughs> also, like, ladies, if your man's not willing to get out of the car and shoot an alien for I, you, I'm good point. Saying. Is he worth it? Mm-mm. Jojo. Mm-hmm. Jojo. Would you get out of the car and shoot an alien to protect me? So just said if I was a registered gun owner, then yes. Okay, yeah, there was a long pause there, but right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Barney also describes these figures as wearing all black uniforms with black hats. Um, he said they were serving cunt. Um, they right, also report. Yeah, that the ship had bat like bat wing like fins and red lights had erupted from the sides. Another structure also descended from the bottom of the ship. Hmm. The ship is hmm. now three hundred feet away from him. Oh god. And now there's a blip. They arrive at home and well, early that morning, because they were traveling to the nighttime. But they arrive at home in the morning and shortly after they begin acting and feeling very strangely. So, Betty is adamant that their luggage from their trip could not be put in the main room of the house. Rather, it had to be put by the back door. Their watches stopped working entirely. Like, even if there was an attempt to fix it, it, it just wouldn't work. Interesting. Um, the strap to the binoculars that he was using uh, were damaged, but neither of them recalled damaging at all. And Barney's dress shoes were scuffed on the toes. Alright. Maybe, like, being dragged. Not scuffed. That's what I was... I know. That's so like that's like, so not the shoes. Right, and his nice dress shoes too. Mm-hmm. Like so, they could be even like take right. them off, pick them up, or that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, pick I, them they're up. definitely like <laughs> strong enough to do that too. Use their mind powers, like levitate them. Right, put bags oh, over damn. the shoes. Something, some courtesy, some decency. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Betty and Barney took extensive showers to clean this eerie feeling away. Um, Barney explained, sorry, Barney also <laughs> had this, um, like, urge to check his genitals just because he's like, something so weird happened. I don't know. He just did a full body inspection. There was mm. nothing wrong with his genitals. Okay, good. But, um, so the two began to sketch what they remembered from the whole experience, but every time they tried to put together what happened, they would hear a buzzing sound, and their memories were scattered. Okay. It felt as though something was trying to stop them from putting all the pieces together. Like, every time they tried to talk about it, it was like, what? Right. That reminds right. me, I feel like a lot of alien abductions are kind of like that, where they try to make you forget. Hey, that would make sense. Right. Smart move on their part. Right. Well, and if, 
it like adds credibility to everybody's shit. They're all going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Almost, right. Because it's like, hmm, maybe it's the same guy who's doing it. Right. Right. And it's like, that's very specific for people like across states to yeah. be reporting something like that. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. interesting. So interesting. somehow Betty's able to go to sleep and like take a nap that day. Um, not I. I, I uh, she was tired. Uh, <laughs> I would never wake up again. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Betty wakes up from her nap. She puts her clothes away from that night when she notices that her dress was torn at the hem, zipper, and lining. Ooh. So he has scuffed shoes. Her dress is like in disrepair, which and is unsettling. You would know if something like that happens, right? Yeah. Just on your drive you remember, home, like right. getting out of the car. But also, like their dog Delcy. Like, what's up with Delcy? Oh yeah, Delcy's Delcy? one where of was them. Because I don't know where, like, does, did Delcy get taken too? Did they leave Delcy in the car with the dog treat? Or he said, "BRB, BRB." They put them back in the car. Like they left a note saying, "Hey, um, he's listening to his favorite music. The AC's on." He's he's in the one that didn't make it into the formation. Down there, just chill with the dog. Yeah, he's just hey, sitting in the car. With him. That would be funny. <laughs> You drive past, you just see the alien and the dog. <laughs> so you, you do a double take because you're like, what the fuck? He zaps you. You die. They're playing Monopoly in the car. <laughs> Monopoly Go. Yeah. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Our first sponsorship is Monopoly Fucking Go. Hey, I. Hey. Oh, hey, hey, I would. Gunman? I played it for a good while. I've unlocked the third map now, I think. The third one? Damn. Damn. Okay, Cam, I see you. Thank you. Uh, Alien actually uh, beat me up and gave me Monopoly powers, so... (laughs) Right. Uh, Started dealing in crypto, actually, because of it, but... Oh, of course. um, (laughs) Anyways, yeah, her dress is in disrepair. Um, So, she observes the dress again later, and she finds that it's also coated in pink powder. Ooh. Yeah. She hangs it up outside on the on the laundry line. What's what's that called? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, on the clothesline. 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 She hangs it up on the clothesline. Clothesline. The clothesline. The clothesline <laughs> is when you kill a Santa Claus and take his suit. <laughs> um, of course but, So she, the powder blows away in the wind, essentially. Uh, but the dress itself is still irreparable, so she decides to throw it away. However, later, something compels her to dig that dress back out of the trash and put it back in her closet. Okay. Ooh. Since then, there have been multiple labs uh, performed on this dress. Like, chemical and forensic and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the findings of that, I'm not sure, don't ask me. Um, but also, on the car... They found shiny circles in the trunk that were not there before. Alright. Weird. That is weird. That is weird. Is that like an alien version of keying your car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Circles. Um, so... But this is because you put a gun. Was <laughs> it Delcy plus alien? <laughs> <laughs> we took your dog, like... <laughs> We took your dog. We took your dog. This is a, this is a Polaroid selfie of the alien and the dog. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, they, I don't know how they decided to do this test with it, but they took out a, a compass and they hovered it over the circle on the on the trunk. And when it was close to the circle, the needle of the compass would move like really rapidly and strangely. But when they took the compass away, the needle would drop back down. Weird. Hmm. Jumping forward a month, a Boston astronomer and NICAP member Walter N. Webb meets with the couple on October 21st, 1961 to conduct an interview. NICAP is the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, popular in the 60s and 80s, uh, basically like a UFO-focused group. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. Do they still exist? I, I think they do, but not to the extent that they did. Right. But so Barney had described the figures to the interviewer as somehow, quote, somehow not human, and that he believed he was experiencing a mental block. He also heavily insinuated that there may be things he did not want to remember. Fair. And mm. I'm not sure if y'all sections go into it, but so Barney is a black man. They're also already facing some tension because yeah. he's married to a white woman, and they believe his race was potentially part of the abduction and how people viewed him during this whole investigation yeah i talked a little bit about that, okay yeah. so um, well not about in the investigation but something else similar yeah. i don't know taylor talks about that but yeah i like that's the racial impact of it no, i don't i don't think people really believed him due to his race which is terrible yeah, yeah. but um but so the interviewer stated, quote, they were telling the truth and the incident probably occurred exactly as reported, except for some minor uncertainties and technicalities um, that must be tolerated in any such observations where human judgment is involved, such as exact time, length of visibility, apparent sizes of objects and occupants. Mm. So he believes they were telling the truth, but some of the details Are might a little... be a little muddy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Oh yeah, I hear Betty had some dreams. Who wants to get up on that? Oh, you heard about that, huh? I did hear that. <laughs> you heard about I that. I did hear that. Through the grapevine, you know. Oh yeah. Well, well, she did. <laughs> that, oh, that's that. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't. So ten days after the UFO encounter, Betty began having a series of vivid dreams, which continued for. Five nights in a row. That sucks. Which, yeah, I I feel like that's not that much, but that's enough that it would like. If they were freaky, yeah. Yeah, she said that she experienced them with a degree of detail and intensity that she had never had before. Hmm. Okay. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but like I can remember my dreams sometimes, but I can't remember them in that like crazy detail, but. She remembered them, like, insanely detailed. Like, every... Yeah, I so, can't remember shit about me. Yeah, so that was a bit... <laughs> was a bit weird. So when she mentioned them to Barney, he was sympathetic, but he wasn't too concerned. Uh, <laughs> why would he not be concerned? Just, After everything know. that's happened, he's like, you're fine. He's like, you're just having nightmares about it. Like, He's okay. a way way. Yeah. So uh, Betty did mention that to Barney again. She said, "Fuck you." Bye. (laughs) Yeah. So, in November 1961, she began writing down the details of her. Um. In one dream, she and Barney encountered a roadblock and men, um, who surrounded their car. 
which is scary. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, it's like Mint surrounding my car, I'll throw up. Mm-mm. And then she lost consciousness but struggled to regain it. And then she realized she was being forced by two small men to walk in a forest at night. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's just no. I'm out. <laughs> I don't like that. And she saw Barney walking behind her, uh, but like she would call to him, but he was like, she said he seemed to be in a trance or like sleepwalking. Oh, great. Yeah. So, and she said the men stood about five feet to five, like they were about five feet to five feet, four inches tall. Oh my god, they're me. That's not that short. It's really funny. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, and they wore matching blue uniforms with caps similar to those worn by like military cadets. Hmm. As and I she said they appeared. Um, they appeared nearly human. With black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses, and bluish lips. And she said their skin was like a grayish color. Oh, so kind of like the alien lady from your story, Alaska. Yeah. With the long dark hair and the... Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds like her. What's her name again? Yeah. Crescent? Crescent. Yeah. It was Crescent. (laughs) (laughs) So she and Barney were taken to their car. And the leader suggested that they wait to watch the craft's departure. And so they did, and then they resumed their drive home. He said, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. That's so fucking um, funny. And she had other dreams, but, like, I really couldn't find the um, actual dreams that she was having. And a lot of the things that I tried to look into, you had to pay for it. And I was... You said, Not no. going to pay That's for all these things. We got one dream, so, uh, <laughs> but it was, if they were all like that, that would be really, they yeah. were creepy. <laughs> Weird enough, yeah. So, soon after the encounter, um, both of them began experiencing physical and psychological effects from the experience. Um, Betty's had her nightmares, um, pretty much in all of them, I think the gist was she was some or at least some of them she found herself being taken aboard the ufo and examined the small humanoid beings um and then barney began to suffer from high blood pressure ulcers exhaustion and um so remember how cam was like he was like checking out his genitals right after he got off we got back so a strange circle of warts started growing. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's, like, weird that he, like, checked right after, and then that happened later. Yeah. They said, there's not anything there, but we can. <laughs> He's, oh, they said, oh, good idea. Good idea. <laughs> How could we forget? <laughs> so they both were, like, seeing doctors and all of that. I really couldn't find what the diagnosis or whatever was, but eventually they were referred to Dr. Benjamin Simon, who's a psychiatrist 
and a neurologist with an extensive background in hypnosis. Yeah. Oh, which is like it's interesting. <laughs> so, um, they were like talking to, I think, like other psychiatrists. They talked to a lot of psychiatrists and like medical people. And um, some of them were like questioning uh, the length of the trip because they had that strange period of like missing time. Yeah. Where they couldn't remember anything. So some of the doctors noted that they arrived home later than anticipated. So, like, when they started their drive, they should have gotten there at a certain time, but they didn't get there till like uh, later. So, their drive should have taken about four hours, but it took them about seven. Oh, damn. That's almost double. Yes. Yeah. So. They were curious about that, and, like, the couple had no explanation as to, like, why the trip took three hours longer than it should have. They claimed to recall, like, nothing of the 35 miles of U.S. Route 3 between Lincoln and Indian Head and Ashland. Mm-hmm. So that was a a weird spot for them. Um, they both claimed to recall an image of a spiry orb sitting on the ground. And they tried to reason that it must have been the moon. <laughs> what? <laughs> on the ground? On the ground? I, guess, <laughs> I, I thought it was a little far-fetched. But... Yeah, it's the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, maybe they're just trying to be like, something, you know, like, it's, it can't... But um, the doctors informed them that the moon had set earlier in the evening. So, like, it could not have been the moon because the moon was already gone. Because the moon's not on the ground. Yeah. (laughs) And then the doctors suggested hypnosis. And so they were apprehensive, but they thought it might help Betty to put to rest (laughs) uh, her and Barney described as the nonsense about her dreams. Oh my god. So I think at this point they were like they were like it, thinking it wasn't an alien attack, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a UFO and they're like trying to like be like no, it couldn't have been that. That was just like like it wasn't that and they're just trying to like make sense of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so on November 23rd, the Hills attended a meeting at their church and there was a man there his name was captain ben h sweat he was a guest speaker he um i guess he had a little he he dabbled in hypnosis so the hills were like we're gonna approach him and we're gonna tell him about what happened and see if he'll do the hypnosis for them how um, do you just dabble in something like that like how do you fall into right? that <laughs> I yeah, am I'm confused about that myself. <laughs> um, so the Hills asked if he would hypnotize them to recover their memories, but he said no. <laughs> oh my god, why? <laughs> he said no. Because which actually I was like, good for him, good for him. He cautioned them because he said he was an amateur hip 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 hypnotist. You can't <laughs> not the good for hypnotist and he cautioned them against that was really funny too 
<laughs> so he cautions them against going to an amateur hypnotist. There we go. Such as himself. Yeah, I got it in the end. <laughs> in the end. So eventually, they found their way to uh, Simon. I think his name was... Um, let me look. Benjamin Simon. And whenever Simon... Simon had... Listen, it's free. You can go look at this if you want. He Like, his, like, PDF for his, like, findings on his hypnos... Hip, fuck. <laughs> Hypnosis <laughs> session. <laughs> fuck. Um... <laughs> You can actually go read all his little thoughts and things, but it's really long. Okay. So we have the gist. Um, under hypnosis, Barney. Yeah. One second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my notes, like, they're in different fonts. And it, like, switched, and I was like, did I fuck everything up? But I didn't. It's okay. Sorry. I everything is good. <laughs> Uh, under hypnosis, Barney reported that the binocular strap had broken when he ran from the UFO back to his car, which Cam did talk mm-hmm. He recalled driving the car away from the UFO, but afterward, he felt irresistibly compelled to pull off the road and drive into the woods. What? <gasps> Just okay. Into the woods. <laughs> He eventually sighted six men, six men, six men standing on the dirt road. The car stalled, which is terrifying. Yeah. And three of the men approached the car. Barney described the beings as generally similar to Betty's recollection. He said they stared into his eyes with a terrifying, mesmerizing effect. Oh. Under hypnosis, Barney said, oh, those eyes, they're in my brain. Which was from his first oh. session. And then he said, I was told to close my eyes because I saw two eyes coming close to mine. And I felt like the eyes had pushed into my eyes. Oh, oh my god. Which was from his second. Oh, yeah. And then from his third, I think, he said, all I see are these eyes. I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body. They're just there. They're just up close to me, pressing against my eyes. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm gonna throw. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> I don't like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. While Betty per- reported a conversation with the leader in English, Barney said that he heard them um, speaking in a mumbling language he didn't understand. Betty also said that. Um, the few times they communicated with him, Barney said it seemed to be thought transference at that time. Mm-hmm. And he was, because un- he, he called it that because he was unfamiliar telepathy. Because he was what? Unfamiliar with the word telepathy. Oh, okay. So Betty's uh, sessions under hypnosis, her account was similar to her five dreams that she had had which I thought was interesting. Um, there was a couple of differences, though. May, her catch and... Re- catch, her capture? Where? Uh, so before capture, you were saying some... some. So, the differences with the capture oh, and yeah. release. Mm-hmm. The technology on the craft, they said, or she said, was different. And the short men 
differ significantly in their like physical appearance and the um like order of the abduction differed but their memories and hypnotic regression which what does that mean um oh no yeah so (laughs) it's in like (laughs) hypnotherapy it's kind of like age regression um it's a process where patients move their focus to memories of an earlier stage in order to explore these memories or access different aspects or difficult aspects um yeah so kind of like (laughs) where they focus more on like stuff that happened like sooner rather than later okay but it allows them to reframe and like kind of like purge unnecessary behaviors they might be having with that trauma or whatever. All right. Yeah. It's kind of difficult to uh describe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but their their memories and their hypnotic regression were consistent with each other. Got it. So through these months of these sessions, so the sessions have like took a long time it took months um he helped the couple piece together what do they think it happened so here is their kind of conclusion after the sessions they said a vessel had landed on hill's car putting them to sleep afterward grade gray gray being <laughs> them up a long ramp and into the spacecraft okay once inside <laughs> Great, great, great. <laughs> well, I don't know if you heard, I kept saying grade. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, pissed off. I was like, grade, grade, gray. We should have waited to do that. <laughs> I can't be here right now. <laughs> I can hold it together. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Gray beans walked them up a long ramp and into the spaceship. Once inside, um, the couple was separated, which, uh, no. They took turns in an examination room that had curved walls and a large light hanging from the ceiling. They were asked, uh, both of them were asked to climb on a metal table. The table was so short that Barney's legs hung over the side of it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we ain't gonna have anybody as tall as you before. (laughs) Um, What are you, six foot? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't even feed you. Uh, during the examinations, they removed their clothes, they plucked strands of their hair, took clippings of their nails, and scraped their skin. Oh, God. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Each of their samples was placed on a clear material, not unlike a glass. Um, needles connected to long wires probed their heads, arms, legs, and spines. Oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah. There was a large needle about four to six inches long. And they 
inserted it into Betty's belly for a <gasps> pregnancy test. Oh my, oh god. my god! I'm gonna be sick. Oh, does the baby fucking flick the needles? <laughs> 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 the fucking tugs like you're catching a fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. So, the pregnancy test left her twisting in pain, which I was like, yeah, yeah I, I had yeah. pet it too, damn. Um, throughout a being Barney and Betty called the leader watched from the side. And then after her examination ending ended, the beings rushed back into her room and they were really excited because they discovered that Barney's teeth could be removed. Oh! oh. Oh, oh, my but, god. But, but, oh my god, but, but, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Betty laughed. Oh. She had to explain that Barney had dentures. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's so yeah. funny. That was really scary. Yeah. Um, they said, yeah, which... yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, like, had never seen dentures before, I guess, because they were... No, no, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Later, alone with the leader, Betty asked where the craft had flown, admitting she knew little of the universe. And the being joked with her, saying, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. Alright. And then later, under hypnosis, she drew a star map shown to her on the ship. Oh yeah, I know about that. And uh, that's where I'm leaving. Oh, okay. All right. Well, come to my part. Well, she drew the star map, but then kind of after all their hypnosis sessions, they were like, we want to go back to as normal as we can be again. So this meant that they didn't really talk about it unless they were asked directly. And normally it wasn't uh, like in public spaces when they're talking about it. Um, mm -hmm. But as time faded, like it didn't work out which is pretty this was a huge thing so i'm not surprised that it didn't fade out so um they started to be more open about it and i don't know if i was in like the 1960s aliens i would be so scared to talk about it even though everyone wanted them to and they were like no no but yeah ugh. that's fair actually so eventually they did end up being on the front page of the boston traveler on october 25th mm -hmm. 1965 and I think that's when they were kind of like, well, this isn't going to dwindle down, so we'll just, like, kind of not try to avoid the press anymore, I guess. So they were more open to talking about it publicly. They ended up writing a book in 1996 with the help of a writer whose name is John G. What? John G. Fuller. And the book was named Interrupted Journey. Uh, within the book, the star map that Betty had drawn that Taylor was talking about was included in it, and I'll send y'all a picture of the star map, or the website where you can see it, because I'll think I can actually... Okay, I sent it in there. And then y'all can tell me when you get... It's scroll all the way down and it's the black oh. lines. Black lines. Oh, I see. Yeah, so she said that the alien leader was the one to have shown her this map, and he explained it to her as two of the spheres on there are the alien home planets 
while the solid lines are the trade routes, and then the dotted lines are exploration routes. So that's interesting. Um, mm. So, and I'll also add a photo in the Instagram. But um, this yeah. map definitely sparked a lot of curiosity, not only just like people who love hearing about aliens, but also as fucking astronomers because they're like, what? <laughs> so there ended up being one specific individual who was like super interested in it and she was actually an elementary school teacher and an amateur and astronomer oh my god oh <laughs> astronomer <laughs> astronomer <laughs> but yeah so this elementary school teacher was very involved in it she started her research in 1968 and basically looked at all the different viewpoints to see if she could find one that match this map believing that one of the black dots on there would be earth and that they were like exploring and that's why they ended up abducting them so um one did look similar and it was a double star system named zeta reticuli as mentioned earlier i'm not gonna go too far into it because it's it there's a lot of it and it's really interesting and i actually would suggest like going and reading it on your own but the main story of it is that it will <laughs> It seemed like a really solid theory that they were chasing, and then it ended up going up the ladder a bit before one person was like, no, and then she ended up also rejecting her own hypothesis in public in the 1990s because of the stars being inhabitable. So that's why it ended up getting rejected eventually. But for a while, she was like going up there, and a lot of astronomers like, yeah, like I agree, I agree, and then one was like, no. And then after a little bit more, she said, oh, okay, I agree too, so... Um, as for the media, the hills ended up kind of being a little bit of everywhere. Barney ended up on being an <laughs> being a character star in an episode of "Quote to Tell the Truth" on December twelfth, nineteen sixty six. I didn't know what that was. Obviously, I like, go, well, "Why the fuck would I know any show in the nineteen sixties?" But I looked it up, <laughs> and the show was about like three contestants claimed to be a person with like something unusual like a distinction or occupation and one is telling the truth and then the two are lying so it's like two truths and a lie but it's mm. like one truth and two lies so four celebrity panelists ask them questions to figure out who's telling the truth so he was on that so this was probably like i fucking got abducted by aliens <laughs> and then meanwhile betty's niece kathleen martin helped co-write a book about this experience and it was called captured that is interesting Unfortunately, Barney ended up dying three years after he appeared on that game show, and it was on February 25th, 1969, and he died of a cerebral hemorrhage. It's like, fuck. Ooh. And he was only 46 years old at the time of his death, so he was really young. It was really sad. But meanwhile, Betty lived on for quite a bit of time after his passing. She never remarried, though, and she just became a large part of the UFO community, like, considered a UFO, like, celebrity, pretty much, in that community, at least. Yeah. yeah. So, it wasn't until October 17, 2004, that she passed from cancer at the age of 85 years old. So, she lived much longer. And because of all this, there's, like, honestly, with all alien abduction stories, usually people try to, like, put it down or like bring theories about what could have happened so there's a few about this one as well of course um the first one is that someone named jim mcdonald said that they were just the poster children for not driving while being sleep deprived he was just basically saying that like they thought they saw something but i'm like two people imagining the same exact thing 
sleep deprived. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so he said, don't drive when you sleep deprived. <laughs> also, like the state of their clothes and everything else. Right, right. Another yeah, it's all just suspicious. It is very suspicious. Um, another thought was brought about when a historian named Matthew Bowman wrote a book called quote, The Abduction of Betty Hill, Alien Encounters, Silver Rights, and the New Age of America. Which is interesting that it's the abduction of Betty Hill and not the abduction of both of them. But, mm-hmm. but Yeah, that is weird. Right. And so this was thought that instead of it being a real encounter with aliens, that's more of the experience of Betty and Barney being an interracial couple in the 1960s and that the type of treatment they were receiving because of this. So I thought that was interesting. They said that when he was hypnotized, the memories that he relived were apparently really colored by the fear of racial prosecution. So if that is true, mm. it could be just like a very traumatic thing that ended up being covered yeah. in. So, and that's really fucked up and sad if that is the truth. Yeah, that is really fucked up. Yeah. Right. Like, oh my God. So. This last theory was that it was actually a retelling of an episode of Outer Limits. Um, the episode was called, the quote, the Bolero Shield. And this theory was brought about when an article called The in- or Entirely Unpredisposed was published in 1990 by Martin Kot- Kottmeyer. Um, whether they were doing this on purpose or like accidentally is unsure if they if this theory is true. But apparently this episode aired on February 10th, 1964, which was 12 days prior to Barney undergoing hypnosis. So it's like, interesting, that is really close. Um, They said that the alien that was drawn under these hypnosis sessions was extremely similar to the alien that was on the TV episode. Um, I don't really see it. I'll send y'all a picture. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, wait. I think it's on the Wikipedia page, too. So, go back to that, and then if you scroll all the way down, it's under the title that says Similarity to Outer Limits. Me, personally, don't see it, really. (laughs) To Outer Limits. Oh, no. Right. They said that it was so similar that they really thought that it was this. I'm like, Mm. what? (laughs) Um, meanwhile, though, Betty said that she had never heard of the show, so we don't really know. But the author, Kottmeyer, said that her retelling was similar to a 1953 film called, quote, Invader from Mars. But I wanted to be like, so what was similar about it? And I could not find where he said that they were similar. So I'm like, interesting. Because first, I don't see mm-hmm. the drawing. And then two, if he don't have anything that actually shows proof how it's similar to the invader from Mm -hmm. mars then uh what (laughs) so what do i know um that's pretty much all i have (laughs) for theories and everything (laughs) but i think it's just a very interesting story to look at and if anything in my opinion i would think out of those theories if it was going to be one it would be the similarities to like racial stuff Um, Mm because I don't see the movies and stuff. I don't know about that. But there's also... I I definitely think that this happened if... Because the clothes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we chose the story because I was very interested when I was reading about it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. During the hypnosis, I was like, ooh. 
<laughs> yeah. No, because that's a like, smart approach to it, too. That I wouldn't have thought of. About what? Right. Me too. I would never be like, oh, oh hypnosis. hypnosis. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people who get abducted do hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy. Hypnosis. Mm. Which, I don't that's know. If I got abducted and I didn't know what happened, I don't know if I'd want those memories. If I'd want to know, I'm like, I don't know for a reason. <laughs> Seeing fucking little aliens jump around with fucking dentures. I'm like, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, Yippee! This is a wicked party, right? Come out! <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, interesting fucking story, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Whenever we post it on Instagram, tell me what you think. Because I want to know. I want to know what you think. If you believe one of the theories, or if you believe they got abducted, um, so what are y'all doing after this? <laughs> I thought we were playing some I would. Okay, my good. head feels heavy on my neck. Oh, good. I'm gonna be streaming. Oh, <laughs> I want this oh, on good. record. Oh, good heavens! So no. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm playing probably go. Oh, I need to check my Monopoly too. When are we gonna? <laughs> oh my god! I have to build. You don't understand. I want to I rule the build. fucking world. But we can go do that. We'll do that. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Taylor, tell them where to find us. You may email us at gaggledgazepodcast at gmail dot com or just search up Gaggle Podcast on your favorite social media, where you might be. Th- <laughs> we <Surprise>. might. <laughs> Hey, good luck. Don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go jump on JoJo so we can play some games. But thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Bye, Hoots. Bye, Hoots. Bye, Hoots.